Hello and welcome to the 511 Edify podcast, the 511 on edification, encouragement, and occasionally exhortation. This is Jake Williams. I appreciate you stopping by. This is with you. I'm going to be in 1 Samuel chapter number 30 today. I want to read verse 6 for you. It says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Let's pray together before uh, we continue any further, and we'll talk about this thought today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, again for the opportunity to come together. Uh, I pray, Lord, for, for the word of God, Lord, not to return void today. We pray, Lord, that whoever may find this listening, Lord, that they would be that they would be found healthy and safe. And God, we just pray that this word would be an encouragement to them, that it would edify them or exhort them. God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I appreciate the good preaching I heard this past week and leading up to this moment today. And God, I just pray that you would get all the honor and glory for everything said in this podcast today, Lord. And Lord, you're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of all honor and glory. We pray that Jesus be high and lifted up throughout this. We pray you'd help us to glean from your word today. Lord, bless this podcast. Bless those listening. And we'll thank you and praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So this is a thought that I've had uh, together for a while. I enjoy this thought out of the book of 1 Samuel. Uh, And today we'll be looking at encouragement again talking about uh, the power, the power of encouragement. So to kind of set the stage for you, and I'll move quick for sake of time. That's why I didn't read a whole lot of verses. But in 1 Samuel chapter 30, uh, starting up at verse 1, we see a lot happens uh, the first few verses of this chapter. Uh, I'll start reading some. It says, verse 1, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the uh, Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire. And listen to this in verse 2. Listen to what happened to some of David's people here and his, his folks. It said, And had taken the women captives, in verse 2, that were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. And so we see uh, in verse 3, David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. So we see they come to the city, uh, and it had been totally destroyed. It had been burned with fire, and their children and their their sons, their daughters, and their wives, uh, the Bible says in verse 3, were taken captive. Uh, David specifically, or especially in verse 5, said, and David's two wives were taken captives. Uh and uh, Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite, and let's see the other one, I know him. Uh, so the, both his wives were taken captive here, and it just, man, in verse 4, uh, man, it's, 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 it's such a powerful verse. It says, Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. So uh, I wonder if anybody listening today has ever just had to cry uh, so much until they couldn't cry anymore. Uh, I, I know I've been there, and, and you've probably been there. You may be there today. Uh, this may be relevant for you even now. You're going through a situation that uh, has you so upset, uh, has you so distraught, and you've cried and you've cried, and you say, man, I don't have it. It seems like I don't have any more tears uh, to cry. The enemy had come in and taken everything from them, their homes, their families. Anything that meant anything to them was gone. 
And I wonder today, maybe you're listening and you feel like maybe the enemy has come in and taken something from you. Maybe your family is in danger. Maybe your uh, home or mortgage or, or your job or some, your joy. Uh, we, the list could go on and on. But I wonder if the enemy has come in and taken anything from you. David and those that were with him began to weep until they literally could not cry out any longer. Uh, very, very uh, vivid picture that paints just to see someone crying and crying until they have no more power or no more strength to cry anymore. Uh, so what we see that starts to happen in verse 6 is uh, these folks had been following David. These folks had been uh, depending on David. And in verse 6, where we picked up reading a little bit ago, it says, And David was greatly distressed because the people uh, spake of stoning him. Uh, they were, I'm, I'm guessing, or I'm, from what I understand uh, from the Word of God, they were uh, questioning his leadership. They had begun to question why uh, they were following him, uh, why he allowed this to happen, uh, why this had happened on his watch. Uh, it just was a terrible situation, and he was doing what uh, he felt like he should to lead these people, and they come home, and all their family had been taken captive. Uh, I wonder if anybody listening has ever been let down. <laughs> That's all of us, right? We've all been let down by uh, leadership. I find myself in leadership as a pastor. I'm sure I've let folks down. I've been let down. Uh, the sad truth of the matter is in life, we let people down and people let us down. Uh, so David found himself right there in the middle of that. Not only uh, was his family taken captive, but his friend's uh, family was taken captive and all his people, all the men that were with him there. So not only what did it affect him personally, but it him, uh, affected him Excuse me, from a leadership standpoint as well. But then something miraculous happens here. This is where I wanted to get down in verse number 6. Uh, something miraculous happens. David didn't get a text from a loved one. Uh, he didn't get a call from a deacon. <laughs> he didn't see a family member at the store that had a kind word for him. Uh, an old friend didn't comment on his Facebook status, right? Like, so, like what we would maybe be encouraged by. Today, uh, many of those things are nice. I enjoy getting good texts and calls and uh, seeing somebody you know or, or, or the good old comment on Facebook is nice. But the Bible says in verse 6 that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What I've come to find out, I've been talking about uh, encouragement, I've been talking about edification and things, and, and uh, sometimes that encouragement has to come from within. Sometimes... Uh, people don't understand what we're going through. People don't think to text us or call us, or maybe somebody doesn't check on us. Sometimes, as David found out here, you have to encourage yourself in the Lord your God. There's going to be times that you wish somebody would, uh, I'm sure David would have greatly welcomed some some encouragement from the brethren, some encouragement from those there. But the Bible says that <laughs> they weren't trying to encourage him, but they spake of stoning him. Uh, so uh, maybe some of my pastor friends listening can can get a witness on that. It feels like when you're trying to help and trying to do what you feel like you ought to do, not only do you not get encouragement sometimes, but <laughs> the, the folks speak metaphorically, of course, of stoning you, so to speak. But uh, that's what happened to David here. He didn't get an encouraging word, so he had to look within and encourage himself, the Bible says, in the Lord. You might have uh, used to have been happier. You might have used to have more joy. 
Maybe you used to shout and praise the Lord in church, whatever the case, but you're here and you say, preacher, the enemy has come in and, and stolen some things from me. How do I get those things back? So I want to notice some things that David did uh, that David did that will, we've kind of touched on the first one, but notice some things that he did uh, in order to encourage himself, in order to get back the things that the devil or the enemy in this situation had stolen from him. The first thing we talked about, the latter part of verse six, encourage yourself. We have to get to the place where if nobody else is going to get in with us and nobody's going to send us a text, nobody's going to have a kind word for us that we can encourage ourselves how can we do that? How did David encourage himself? The Bible says in the Lord his God. He didn't encourage himself based upon his status, uh, based upon his riches, based upon material things that he had. But the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That's how we have to do it. We've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. In a world where depression and suicide have hit alarming levels, this is vital, I feel like. This is vital for our Christian lives that we learn how to encourage ourselves in the Lord, our God. We've touched on that some. I want to move forward to verse 7. Uh, David's talking to the priest here, uh, Limelech's son, Abiathar. He says, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither uh, the ephod to David. And uh, verse 8 says, And David inquired at the Lord. Uh, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? The first thing we've got to do is encourage yourself. The second thing you do is inquire your Savior. David wanted to commune with his God. He said, bring me that ephod. That was the garment that the priest wore when they were headed into God's presence. David sought after the Lord's will. He inquired, he begged, he pleaded, he demanded that God tell him what it was that he needed to do. So you say, preacher, I, I, I feel like I can try to encourage myself, but then what do I do? Well, you got to get in God's presence, and you've got to inquire at the Lord, just like David did here. said he inquired at the Lord in verse 8, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? So he was asking God, begging God, God, what is it that I need to do? I wonder when the last time that you asked God what he wanted you to do and not you told him what you wanted to do. There's a fine line in our Christian life in asking God what his will is, asking him what we ought to do, and then turning around and telling him what it is that we want to do and hoping that he's on board with it. After you, after you encourage yourself, after you inquire your Savior, then you can enjoy your spoil. That, that, that spoil means goods taken uh, forcefully, those goods that were taken forcefully. 8C says in the latter part of verse 8, uh, the Lord told him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. David's trust in God was rewarded here. He pursued them and he recovered all without fail, the Bible says. No uh, boy or girl or lady is going to be lost. He said, you will recover all without fail. If you'll bump down to First Samuel 30, verses 18 through 20, the Bible says, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil, there's that word spoil, nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds, which they drave before those other cattle, and said, this is David's, here's that word again, spoil. 
So you're listening today, and it, isn't it time, child of God, isn't it time to get back what the enemy has stole from you? Somebody needs to get in an altar somewhere, whether it's a prayer closet or behind the stirring wheel, wherever you're listening. You need to get behind uh, that stern wheel, that 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 prayer closet, that altar at church, uh, that place, that alone place you get out in the woods. You need to get somewhere and take back what the devil has stolen from you. Take back what the devil's taken from you. Take back what the enemy has taken from you. It's it's amazing uh, this day and age in which we live how I feel like how easy it is for the devil to sneak in and to take from God's people, to take from the church, uh, to take from families, to take from individuals, frankly. And it's it's sad that we don't stand up to the devil and take back what he's taken from us. And and I, I pray that God would empower you to do that. You're going to have to encourage. You can't throw a pity. What the devil wants you to do is he wants you to throw a pity party. He wants you to, to verse 4, to weep and weep and weep and weep until you have no more power to weep. See, this could have went either way. Uh, David could have just said, I don't know what to do. Nobody's encouraging me. Nobody's offering a, a good word to me. And and man, this this story of David could really have taken a turn for the worst after all this had happened. His wives and his, his children and the others' wives and children could have been lost forever. Uh, but David encouraged himself. He, he thought enough of his God to encourage himself in the Lord. And then he thought enough of his God to inquire and say, God, what is it that I need to do? God, what is it that you would have me to do? Should I go after him? Should I overtake them? Is this what we need to do? And God said, go get them, pursue, because you're going to get everything back that the enemy has stolen. So there's a chance maybe somebody's listening today and the enemy, the devil, has come in and taken some things from you. I want to I invite you to encourage yourself. I, I'm trying to encourage you through this, but... Uh, maybe I'm not doing a good job. So you're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to have to get in with God and you're going to have to praise him and worship him in spite of everything going on around you. And I want to invite you to inquire your savior. Ask God what you need to do. Ask him if you need to pursue. Ask him if you need to, uh, over, if you're going to overtake this battle, ask the Lord, inquire at the Lord what he would have you to do. And then I, I feel confident that God's so faithful that God's so righteous and so merciful that once you've done those things, I believe you can enjoy your spoil. You can enjoy recovering those things of which the devil has taken from you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the thought today. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Uh, but if you're struggling with something, you've got something going on that uh, you say, Preacher, I want you to help me pray because the devil's taken some things from me, you can email me at youth at fbcrockyface.org. I'd love to be a blessing to you there, connect with you there. I try to be an encouragement to you any way that I can. And I hope this uh, podcast will be a blessing to you. If it has been, I pray that you would help me share the link uh, or tell others about it. And uh, we look forward to making some uh, more of these over the over the next few weeks. I'm not sure how many more um, for this season, but we'll make a few more. And I pray that uh, it's an encouragement, that it's a blessing. And hopefully uh, hopefully we'll see some folks uh, encouraged by this. And uh, I know it's an encouragement to me. The Word of God is an encouragement to me. So uh, be praying for us, and we'll be praying for you. And God bless you, and thanks for stopping by.